On with me now, Kevin Turner of 105.3 The Fan in Dallas, and also he works, uh, he does draft stuff for The Athletic. Kevin, how you doing today, man? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm doing good, man. Uh, the NFL draft just around the corner next week. Uh, next Thursday, we kick it off. Um, it's a Thursday to Saturday event, so it's basically an all-weekend event. Um, where are you going to be watching the draft? Well, for me, I uh, I do the coverage uh, on the Dallas Cowboys flagship station and also DallasCowboys.com. So okay. all three days of the draft, I am in the Dallas Cowboys facility at the, at the Star, and uh, we... We hit it hard. Picks one through two fifty four or wherever. Yeah, up until Mister uh, Irrelevant, uh, the whole draft. So Friday, uh, Thursday is usually you know uh, a bit slower paced, but you know more household names. And then you get to Saturday, and that is where things get loopy because it's about eight hours of podcasting, and, yeah. and it, it tends to go. Uh, the conversations tend to go in a bunch of different directions. It's a lot of fun, though. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, so Kevin, I thought that I'd look, I know you said you cover the Cowboys more, um, but looking specifically at the Colts who are sitting at the back end of the first round of the draft, um, who are some prospects? I know you work with the draft, so you look at all the teams, who are some prospects that you think could potentially be on the board, uh, when the Colts select late in the first round? Yeah. And looking at the Colts and and some of the things they need, a, first of all, uh, just a big round of uh, applause to Ballard because of how he's really kind of done a better job of evaluating and drafting since he's taken over. And he comes from a good, uh, you know, uh, football bloodline, basically, and, and that whole school of scouting that he came from. Um, you, you look at where they are, and I'm, I'm pretty familiar with that area because it's about the area where the Cowboys were going to be picking before they made the Amari Cooper trade. Mm-hmm. I, I think there's the defensive linemen. How fast do they go off the board? We know it's a big defensive lineman class. We know Quentin Williams and Ed Oliver and some of those names will probably go. What is a guy like Jeffrey Simmons, who is probably going to be a redshirt guy, but probably would have gone top five in this draft. How far does he fall? Uh, I think Ballard has a history of taking a guy with a little bit of an off-the-field issue. Uh, but by all by all accounts, everyone says he's learned from his major mistake and, and is, is better. Jeffrey Simmons is a name that makes a lot of sense once you get to the 20s. Uh, and I think teams would probably take a flyer on. I think Rashawn Gary, a lot of people see him as a top 10 pick. If he slides, I think that's a name the Colts might eye just because he can play, you know, defensive tackle, can play on the defensive end. And I know, I don't know how early they would take him, but I know that they're in love with Mississippi State safety Jonathan Abram. Um, he's more of a strong safety. He doesn't cover well, but I know they love him. He's a great guy, has a family, and uh, I know at the Cowboys facility it was a big story. A lot of these prospects were showing up in sweats and stuff. He showed up for a workout in a suit and wow. impressed everyone in the Cowboys facility as well. And that's <laughs> yeah. kind of been a story. But, you know, I think the first round is probably a little early for him, but I could see him going there. And I know it's a guy that they're very interested in. Yeah, and potentially, you know, the Colts have two second-round picks. They got that one in the trade with the Jets last year to move from three to six. So they have a second-round pick that's pretty early uh, from New York. So do you think he could still, Abram being, uh, could you think he could still potentially be there uh, when the Colts are looking at drafting in the second round? See, that's what's very interesting because once you get to their second-round pick, uh, or one of their second-round picks, the earliest of their second-round picks, you go, okay, that's probably the right range. Like, that's probably where he should go. But that's where things get dangerous in, in the draft because you go, okay, so if I want him here, I have to take him here to make sure I get him. 
So uh, just for a little inside information from the Cowboys' perspective, they like him. They had him as a 30 visit, and they were thinking, and the Cowboys don't pick until 58. And they're going, oh, that'd be nice. Okay, 58. Ooh. And they're like, oh, yeah, they have found out because of Matt Eberflus and the connections. Well, the Colts pick three times before the Cowboys do. <laughs> yeah. He's not – He's Abram's not getting to you. Right. So I think the Cowboys have kind of realized, okay, Abram's not going to make it because specifically the Colts and, of course, a few other teams that are going to like him as well. Yeah, definitely. And looking at the Colts as their roster stands right now, I know they surprised a lot of people last year going 10-6 and six when a lot of people had them as maybe one of the wor- one of the least talented teams in the NFL. As the roster stands right now, pre-draft, about a week before the draft, what are your top three needs uh, for Indianapolis heading into this draft? I, I still think if they can get someone on the edge or a defensive tackle, I mean, I, I think knowing how Ballard wants to build the team, I think he, and we saw this last year with Quentin Nelson, he wants to build them up, build up both lines. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you guys had Grigson for years and just kind of didn't do a good job of uh, – filling up those needs so I think defensive line I I don't think offensive line in the first round but I could see them attacking that later and I could see them going wide receiver Um, I don't know if that's something that they would do in the first round this wide receiver class will stretch so it's not something that you need to pounce on necessarily I think everyone feels like DK Metcalf will be the first wide receiver taken I'm not sure if that's the type of wide receiver they're even looking for you know that kind of straight line type of guy knowing what we've seen for years out of T.Y. Hilton, the ability to get open, you know, and, and really help Andrew Luck out. So I, I do think they would take a wide receiver with one of the first three picks, and I think we're looking uh, building up the lines in, on the next uh, either defensive or offensive line with the first couple of picks. Kevin Turner of 105.3, the fan in Dallas, and he also does draft work for the Athletic. On with me now. So I have another question for you. What do you think is more realistic for the Colts, trading up in the draft or trading back in the draft, and why? I think it's tr- – well, here, this, this is where Jonathan Abrams' name really comes in. Exactly, despite me mentioning offensive, def- offensive and defensive line and wide receiver, strong safety I know they love, and I know Iberflus, with the history of coaching linebackers, we consider linebackers, even though it's kind of a poor linebacker class. Um, and that's where those names go up. If, if they covet Jonathan Abram so much, would they move back knowing they might not have to take him at 26? Or yeah. would they trade their second second-round pick to move up in the second round and get Jonathan Abram? So I, I think it's a great question. And that, that type of question I, I, I have to answer with, it's really going to depend who is on the board for them. But knowing Ballard, I think trading back is more likely – because I think Ballard's a guy who fancies himself as a guy who can draft, scout, and go get players. Yeah. He is a GM who comes from this football bloodline of scouting, drafting, and developing. And those types of guys, you see it, New England's obviously a very obvious example. But those types of GMs who like to scout, develop, draft, not mess around in free agency too much, which we saw them do. They had all that cap space and didn't do anything with it, you know, didn't do much with it because, you know, hey, we're focusing on drafting, developing, and scouting. I think the more picks, the better for a guy like Ballard. Yeah, definitely. The only reason I really asked about trading up is because, you know, we heard about Brian Burns, a guy out of Florida State, pass rusher, um, and he said that when he visited the Colts, they showed the most interest in him. So could, say, a guy like Burns 
you know, drops to late teens, early twenties, would that be realistic for Indianapolis to go up and get a guy like that? Since they're put such yeah, a you, premium on the pass rush. You gotta jump you gotta jump about ten picks to get Brian Burns. I, I think uh, you know, despite the concerns about can he play the run, I mean he, he's kinda thin framed, uh, but he has a very good, obvious, you know, race car package uh, speed brusher. And I think that's where you sit there and go, okay, do I, am I willing to give up one of my second-round picks to get up in that 15 to 16 area? Mm-hmm. So I think it's a thing where you just kind of wait and see how the draft plays. If yeah. he's gone at 11, you weren't really interested in going up to 11, you know, or, or 10. Right. And, you know, giving up a lot. But 15, 16, 17, you know, that's where we're giving up one of those second-round picks. That's where it becomes tantalizing. And that, to me, is the most fun part of the draft. The decisions that you have to make in real time, and you have to just kind of evaluate. And that's something I'm sure the Colts will be doing, you know, early next week, running through all kinds of mock draft scenarios. What happens if this player gets here? What happens if this player gets here? Uh, I've seen Burns link to Green Bay at 12. Hmm. Um, So I think that's an interesting fit as well. They need a speed rusher with uh, Clay Matthews gone. That's an interesting fit too. So... You know, if he if he gets past Green Bay at twelve, Miami at thirteen, you know, I don't know if they're are they gonna play the quarterback game. Washington's at fifteen. What are they thinking at quarterback? I don't know. Like Brian Burns would be a good fit as a three four edge rusher. Um, I think he would play four three in Indianapolis, obviously. But as a three four edge rusher, I, I think he makes more sense, but that's a good name for him to be linked to because, that, yeah, them getting get some more edge rush help does make a lot of sense seeing as Justin Houston will be a temporary fit. Right, and, and, and also with the age and the injury concern with Houston, as good of a player as he's been and probably still is, like I think the Colts would be foolish to not address the pass rush, especially uh, defensive end. Um, and so how about later on in the draft? So the Colts have, like I mentioned, two second-round picks, uh, the third-round pick, and then they also got a compensatory pick for uh, losing Dante Moncrief. So they have two fourth-round picks, and then they have the rest of their picks, fifth, sixth, and seventh. Um, so what do you think the Colts could do on, do later on in the draft? I could see them going uh, for a little bit of offensive line depth, um, and that's a, that's a situation you want to just keep replenishing that market, and I think that's where you get in a good area. Round three, four, I mean, I, I really like this offensive tackle class. I think it's really good, and I think it starts to stretch a little bit, and I think, again, as we talked about earlier, wide receiver, um, and I, I'm not sure who their visits have been uh, to the facility and things like that, but I know that's something they'll take very seriously. Um but wide receiver, I think, is something they will look to do as well. And, again, give Andrew Luck a, a little more help offensively. It, it was a very good offense, uh, at least in my eyes, from what I, what I saw. Then I, I thought it was a pretty good offense. And mm-hmm. it feels like a team that could just get a little more help. But you know there's going to be a decline in T.Y. Hilton at some point, although people have been calling for that for years. Um, <laughs> you're going to see that at some point. If you could really, you know, extend his career a little bit by giving him some more help, and I think that's something that uh, they'll look to do. And man, it, it's a, it's a great area. The third round, the fourth round is a really great area for wide receivers in this class. I mean, it's it is really, uh, you know, what kind of flavor of ice cream do you like when it comes to wide receivers? Because honestly, we feel like some teams like DK Metcalf the most. Some teams might like Nikhil Harry the most. Of Arizona State, some teams may like Hollywood Brown the most depending on what you need, well, after that, man, you just kind of put them in a bag, shake them up, and 
you know, stick your hand in there and draw one because that's kind of what this wide receiver class, I mean, it's just, it's so deep. Uh, wide receivers are 1 through 25, and there could be millions of different opinions on how people see them. Yeah. But I think that's, a, that's an area I think they would look to help out as well. Hmm. Yeah, definitely. Uh, and, yeah, they got, I mean, like, like I mentioned before, the Colts in 2018, I mean, they wildly exceeded expectations in 2018. Uh, they you know finished 10-6. and six. They won a playoff game. Uh, and they also brought back uh, all of their defensive and almost offensive, basically almost all of their starters from 2018. Um, so you could say that they really don't have too many glaring holes per se. Uh, but what's a position where you think it would probably serve them well to add competition to going into 2019? Um, well, you know, it's a situation like I always think, like Marlon Mack's fine at running back, but I always think you can add a running back late on day three to bring in for competition. Like, you can always upgrade your backup running back position. I've always thought think that's a good thing to do on day three. I don't like spending premium picks on that. Right. Um, we talked about wide receiver a little bit. Offensive line, for sure. And, and, and at linebacker, we know that Eberflus is going to be interested in that market. The problem with this draft is just, ugh, it's not, it's not great, hmm. uh, you know, linebacker. So maybe you sit, sit the draft out at linebacker, which sounds kind of strange, uh, especially for a team whose defensive coordinator is, you know, primarily coaching the linebackers. Hmm. Um, but that's something that, like, after the first couple of linebackers, I'm going, and this is the, it's normally not like this, but after the first three or four linebackers, I'm like, man, I don't really, I don't really like any of the linebackers. So I that may and then, and then cornerback. You always have to have cover guys in this league, and I think cornerback is a situation that's a team that you might uh, you look to add a little bit uh, more help uh, there as well, just because you know it's it's just hard to keep cornerbacks with the salary cap the way it is. It's hard to pay them all once you find one, and there's a ton of these guys going. They're a lot like wide receivers. There's a bunch of them. There's a bunch of different opinions on them, but that's something you always want to try to add each year to, to kind of help replenish the position. Yeah. And another question about this draft, you mentioned day three. Uh, the Colts last year, they drafted some guys day three that really were kind of big contributors, and then they have a guy who they think could be a big contributor in Deion Kane, who unfortunately got injured last year. Um, who are some names that you think the Colts could potentially look into on day three that could turn and really kind of help this franchise um, going into 2019? Yeah, no, I, I think if it doesn't work out with Jonathan Abram at safety, um, there's a strong safety from Miami, and I don't know their interest, but Sheldrick Redwine's a player who I kind of like on late day three to be kind of a sleeper. A defensive line help, we've talked about maybe them getting a little help on the interior, whether it's the, the three technique. Uh, obviously, Autry's turned into a really good player. Uh, Daniel Wise from Kansas. Uh, is a guy who uh, can play both the one and the three technique position, something that I think Eberflus, uh would be happy for, a guy who can kind of have a little position flex on the defensive line. Also, uh, Rennell Wren, he's a defensive tackle from Arizona State. Uh, same type of area, good player. A sleeper name, and this is, well, it's not a sleeper. He was a, a, a highly talked about name, but a guy who I think does sneak into day three, and a guy I think the Colts would take a chance on. Uh, given that Ballard comes from the Chiefs, who so will take a history of guys with issues. Ja'Kai Polite from Florida. Hmm. I mean, he was mocked in the top 15, and then he gained a bunch of weight, and there's some immaturity issues and questions about that. And his times and his testing wasn't good. It was just a really bad pre-draft process. 
He's a guy who I think can get to round four, and I think he falls. I, I mean, it's going to take a big leap of faith for a team to draft him on day two. Uh, if he falls to day three and is in the fourth round, I can see Sky Polite being a guy they would consider. He could go play that right defensive end position. Uh, because, man, on tape, he is a really good pass rusher. He does not deserve to be going on day or he doesn't need to be. His talent says he doesn't need to go on day three, but his pre-draft process has been so bad. I think teams are going to be scared of it on days day one and two, and I think that's a perfect type of guy for the Colts, the defensive end, uh, Ja'Kai Polite. Hmm. Interesting, interesting. Kevin, one more question for you. I know you're a very busy guy. You said draft season is just insane for you. Um, the last question here. So what's a dark horse position that you think the Colts could address? Uh, maybe maybe a position that's not necessarily in need, but a position that, you know, looking down into 2020, beyond that, that you think the Colts could potentially take that could probably sub- surprise some people. Yeah, well, I think we rule out punter, kicker, and long snapper, and uh, <laughs> likely quarterback. So right. we could take those off the books. Um, you know, I, I, I think, and I don't want to get broken, record here I, I do think if they drafted one or two wide receivers I wouldn't be surprised hmm. um, because I think you look at you, you mentioned Deion Kane like there's still better players you know uh, than him uh, hmm. that are a little bit further down in this draft so I think that's a that's an area to look at and offensive lines are going to continue to build the offensive line as far as a surprise you know I, I don't know like the Colts are a lot like the Cowboys and they you know again the Cowboys would have been picking 27th in the first round a lot the, the same way, like where you look at the roster and you go, man, I, I don't have a lot of immediate areas where I can draft a starter and, and fix things. Like, right. I I could use players, um, but I don't have a lot of open holes. So I don't know if it's going to be a sexy draft, you know, for the Colts. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and in general, overall, this is not a sexy draft. Um, I don't think, you know, we're at the point of, Let's draft a quarterback to develop, given you know what they have with Andrew Luck, and the feeling that he's back and has five to ten years left. Right? Like I don't think we're yeah. there yet. Uh, you know, that's usually a shocking thing when someone drafts a quarterback early in the draft, and you're like, okay, well, what do they think about their starter? I don't think it's that. So I don't know if there's anything they can do that would really surprise me. Um, early in the draft, it, 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 trading up might be the thing that's the most, you know, surprising thing that they could do. I think would be trading up, given that we know Ballard is a is a draft developing scouting guy. Yeah, definitely. And that was Kevin Turner of one hundred five point three, the fan in Dallas, and he also does draft work for the Athletic. Kevin, what can we? Where can we find your work? What you've been working on? Oh, thank you. Yes, uh, I post all my articles on Twitter at KT Fun Tweets. Uh, at The Athletic, if you just search the name uh, Kevin Turner, my articles will pop up. Uh, I do scouting reports on a lot of players, a lot of second and third and fourth round players this year. Um, looking at those guys. Yeah, at KT Fun Tweets on Twitter. You can find me. I'm on 105.3 The Fan, The Ben and Skin Show, 3 to 7 p.m. Monday through Friday. Uh, and you can stream that on the radio.com app as well. And also, uh, I'll be doing some of the draft coverage on 105.3 The Fan in the DFW area, the radio.com app, as well as DallasCowboys.com on uh, Friday and Saturday of the draft. And uh, I would like to say, just because it's on DallasCowboys.com, I'd like to invite all Colts fans to come give us a listen because (laughs) we are not Cowboys-specific. We do this draft 1 through 254. Um, we, uh, We talk about every team, every player, 
uh, and have an understanding of every team's needs and things like that. So it's a it's a fun for all all listeners uh, and followers of the NFL, not just not just Cowboys fans. So hopefully you guys will, will tune it in and, and check it out uh, during the draft. Yeah, definitely. This is definitely a fun time of year, man. I, it's almost like second Christmas to me. It's just like, oh, this is so, such an exciting time of year. Kevin, I wish you well uh, on draft day um, and also throughout the entire weekend, man. It's going to be fun. Hey, thank you so much, man, and, and good luck. And, and Colts Nation, man, I just <laughs> I want to say you finally got a good guy in Ballard who's, who's going to take this thing in the right direction. And, and uh, uh, good times are ahead for Colts football because you, you got the right guy behind the wheel. Yes, we are very much excited for the future. Thank you, Kevin. We really appreciate it, man. Thanks. Have a good one. Take you, care. Thank you. You too.